0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 256. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Away. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by the traveling man, Mr. Brad Dowdy. I am back from Chicago, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show, and
1: uh, we'll, we'll give some highlights about that. Um, but yeah, I think my voice has recovered, although now that I've started talking again, I'm not sure that it has, but that's okay, because we have the New York man himself, the co-founder of Baron Fig, Mr. Joey Cofone, joining us, and his voice uh, ruins us all, Mike. So what you got for mm-hmm. us, Joey?
2: What's up? Good morning <laughs> from New York City. I'm excited to be doing this. 10 a.m. here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we talked early. Uh, Joey's pumped. He's, uh, you know, he's up at five. He's got the coffee going. He's already ready f- to throw down some dinner. So he he mm. is primed and ready for us. Mike, are you ready for this?
0: I th- I hope so.
1: <laughs> so so Mike does it, Mike's not sure what he's getting into today, but um, I do want to kick this off by apologizing to Joey. And Adam and the Baron fig team for my actions on Twitter last week I was a little overly aggressive in my uh, angst <laughs> I guess you could say and I haven't learned yet that Twitter's not the best place for that um, because it gets a little sideways quickly context gets lost and I kind of lost my mind for a second on Joey, and I apologize for that, Joey. I'm I'm really sorry that happened last week. It was a bad, bad look on me, and uh, I regret doing that. So uh, my apologies. I hope you can accept that.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate it. Also, it's a very interesting 2017 thing to say. Uh, I apologize for my actions on Twitter. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that from
1: somebody. Yeah, it's like... Um, you know, it's just dumb, and you know, and you know, yeah. I get, I, I, I tend to get wrapped up in the morning. And in the south, we call you. it, in the south we call it uh, the the red uh, butt. Except it butt's not the word you use. And I got a little red, and going to Twitter is not the place to do that. You know, so mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. I, I learned a great lesson that day, and uh, you know, I'm a. A little bit more embarrassed for it, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that though today. Cool. We're gonna talk about some of the things, and we'll uh, talk about everything going on at Baron Fig and what new you have going because it seems like every other day is something new going on. So we're gonna cover all that. But first, I want to talk about the latest. Project from Baron Fig. Yes. I guess it's safe to say the biggest project from Baron Fig. So you have a new Kickstarter for a minimal backpack, messenger, and tote bag. So why don't you tell us how this came about and um, what your thought process was behind launching this project?
2: Yeah, cool. Good question. Also, this, uh, this, project was i guess the subject of the tweets too so we can yes we're gonna I'll talk make about sure that. that all of your questions are answered before yes. we're done here for sure
1: we, we will discuss that for sure don't yeah. think we're not going to discuss uh you know my my questions i'm <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> uh, looking forward to it
2: yeah so we have uh new minimal backpack messenger and tote um three different types of bags for different types of uses of different types of people i guess mm-hmm. Uh, and it just fits in with our lineup of tools for thinkers, right? That's, that's what we do. That's everything we do. Uh, our mission is literally to champion thinkers, you know, around the world and what they do. Uh, we define thinkers, anybody with a brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we started with Notebook, right? And that was like four years ago, four and a half mm-hmm. years ago now, I think, mm-hmm. on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. The Confidant. And since then, we've been what I like to call drawing rings around the notebook. So the next ring was a pen, and the next ring was cases and pencils. And we keep growing around, uh, get making those rings broader and broader. And now we have bags, which is where you put all of your stuff in. And so we've been working on this new Kickstarter project for over a year now, I think. It's been quite a while. Uh, and we released it, I guess it's been uh, eight, nine days ago, last Tuesday. I don't even mm-hmm. know what today is. Yeah, last Tuesday, wow. Um, and it was a ton of work to to make it happen. The design was crazy. Um, but we're pretty excited to finally put it out there in the world. And as of this moment, we have um, 71,000 raised, 655 mm-hmm. backers, and still 27
0: days to go big congratulations to you for for hitting thank you
2: so much appreciate it uh i think jay did some numbers and he found out we're like 400 or 500 backpacks and a few hundred totes and messengers which is really exciting
1: good so how did how did these specific bag designs themselves come about how did you decide on these three bags for this project
2: yeah, so at first it was just, hey, let's make a backpack, and mm. that's because I use a backpack, right? Mm. And I'm primarily designing, or at least taking the first stab at designing these things. Uh, so then as time went on and, and we developed the bag, you know, Adam uses a messenger. And Adam's like, dude, I don't, I don't want a backpack. I, I I don't even know if this is good or not. And so we started discussing a messenger, and then we talked to more people, and more and more people were like, "I don't use either, but I love using totes, which are just a giant space to throw all my stuff in." Mm. And so, like this, originally I ignored it kind of, and I said, "Okay, well, you know, we'll kick that can down the road and do it at some point later." But uh, it came up so often that we realized to really introduce bags, it we had to do a line of bags, unlike uh, the confidant, which was just the one hardcover notebook, and so it became this ridiculously epic project uh, to coordinate all the different types of bags and the materials and the video It was quite a quite an endeavor.
1: Yeah, this might be the the lengthiest uh, scrolling Kickstarter I've ever seen. It is massive. We're gonna Dude, talk about
2: that. <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps on going and going.
0: A tote bag is cool, right? Because, like, I, I, as an idea of creating a tote bag with utility more than just a big pocket. I don't recall seeing something like that before. Um I I thought that was an interesting addition to this to this campaign, honestly.
2: Oh, cool. Thank you. The tote bag (laughs) tote bag is an
0: interesting thing
2: because um the entire process, right? This whole like fourteen month process, we were so worried that we weren't giving enough attention to the tote bag that we ended up in retrospect overcompensating we we gave it more attention more photography more film time and it ended up being like this just super well done thing where people were getting to the toe and they were like dude that's my favorite mm-hmm. and i'm like holy crap like I, I so didn't expect that
1: yeah that's easily my favorite design of the 3 as well i mean just to throw that out there i think it's a killer design i think that's right on the money and awesome, uh, thank I, you. I think it i think it looks great. So what it, what was this what was this 14 month process like? How did you kick this off? Did you just have some thoughts in your head and take them to the people and and kind of figure out what you wanted to do or did you do you have like a grand scheme all yourself to to put these designs out there? What was what was that process like?
2: Uh so the process is just the same thing over and over again. Starts with a lot of fear. Um <laughs> you know, I talk about I talk about design, you know, actually not that often, but people ask me all the time and like, you know, how do you design something, whether it's, you know, a new product or just graphic design in general. And I always mention that I'm afraid every single time. Mm. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for over a decade now. And uh, every, t- every time I start a new project, even if it's just like, um, you know, a limited edition or something with Chandler, I have fear that maybe this is the, the time that, you know, I won't figure it out or it won't click. Um, so step one is getting over the fear and reminding myself, you know, when you when you enter a new project, especially a large one like this, you remind yourself that discomfort and fear is a part of it. And then I think, you know, kind of projecting that towards the team. Our Baron Fick team is phenomenal. Everybody is just like, it's the coolest group of people I've had the pleasure of being a part of. Um and everybody really does roll with it, which is great. And so we kind of just sit down and informally as a team and talk about bags and and, and thoughts. And, and we always start there, and then maybe I'll go back and uh, you know I do some drawings, and then I show people. And you know the drawings for this project happened probably like just a straight month of Jay asking me like, "Yo, dude, mm-hmm. what do you got?" And me being like, eh, "I'm still still doing it, still doing it." Mm-hmm. Uh and then it ended up with like a, an artboard of um I want to say about 20, 20 to thirty versions of each bag. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of laid it out and discussed it. And uh we just keep iterating until finally we have something we kind of feel good enough that um I can hand to Jay and he can get prototypes made. But then the same thing happens again, but physically. You now it's like iterations upon iterations of that. Uh and it just takes a lot of time and patience and and uh like uh what's the right word not confidence, but just like um i guess confidence that you know if yeah. you keep going it'll it'll hopefully work out,
1: yeah, and i think I think that's accurate you know you got it's gotta be something you're comfortable with getting past that fear to put out in the world, you got to be pretty confident in in what you're doing. And, you know, I think the end result shows. So out of those bags, can you give us two or three features that you're really proud of how they turned out for for this project?
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the backpack is is probably the headliner of the three because mm-hmm. uh, it's the one we started with and had the most time using. Um, and just as a side note, in designing this when when I first began, I noticed that um, most people, when I would say, hey, what's in your bag? I was, I was doing that forever, for like six months. Like, dude, can I look in your bag? Can I look in your bag? <laughs> it's just like on the subway. <laughs> it's just do like a creepy ass dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> as many strangers as I could wrangle. <laughs> and I noticed one through line is that most people in their backpacks, the majority of the time, uh, they have empty space. So these big bags with just a few things in them. Uh, and I thought that was curious. And so we kind of started with the thesis statement of like, hey, what if we design for the 95% of the time rather than the 5% when you have a ton of crap in your bag? Mm. And so 95% of the time, it's probably a laptop, a notebook, a few things, your keys and phone, and that's it. And so we ended up, you know, to answer your question about the features, the the backpack being the first one, the, the biggest feature is the slim profile bag, which... Um, I haven't really seen anywhere and especially done in the way we're doing it. It's kind of like an old school classic bag mixed with this uh, slim profile. And, it, and the second feature is that the whole thing opens flat, which means that uh, it's super easy to pack your goods and whatnot. And also we kind of call it like the instant workspace because uh, like I have, a, I have a, a hanger in my apartment next to my desk and I can open the bag up, hang the bag, open it up, And my laptop and all of my pencil cases and all of my goods are essentially hanging right on the wall. It becomes sort of like an impromptu bookshelf, which is really cool. And so you can go around and uh, I can personally work from home and work uh, at work pretty easily just with everything in the bag. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's the backpack. Yeah. I think that's a perfect kind of setup, like the way you explain it. What about the other two?
2: Yeah, then we've got the Messenger and the Tote, and they're more simple, straightforward bags, uh, just mm-hmm. like our other products in our lineup. Like our, our our three tenets that we design on are simplicity, usefulness, and community, right? And so mm-hmm. simplicity means like generally uh, minimalist products, right? How simple can we make it while still solving the problems? So for example, the notebook, you know, there's there's nothing superfluous there. It's, it's straight up, uh, you know, hard paper, soft paper on the inside and then a thick paper on the end no band no folder none of that stuff and and really um, distilling the product down to the essence of what it is right that that's that's what excites me because mm-hmm. uh, there's a ton of stuff out there with bands all over the place folders and and if that's your thing you know more power to you, you you'll be able to find it everywhere uh, so I, I go for the simpler stuff and so the messenger, we tried to create a simple bag that sort of towed the line between formal and informal, right? So you could carry it on the weekend, and you'd be, and people wouldn't be like, "Dude, are are you going to work?" <laughs> but you could also carry it to work, and people would be like, "Hey, that's a pretty rad bag." Mm-hmm. And so that was that was the thesis for the messenger. Um, there's a lot of cool things: laptop pocket, you know, the expected stuff, mm-hmm. privacy pocket in there, just good materials, water resistant. Uh, I don't want to bore you too much with you know the features. Nah,
0: the- if there's an audience that you will not bore, right? Like you that's know. the kind of the stuff
1: we dig.
2: <laughs> oh, you guys dig it?
1: Yeah. No, You <laughs> got
2: it then. Uh, and then there's the tote, right? So the tote, it, we we made so many freaking totes that were like one inch taller or shorter or wider, like. Mm-hmm back and forth trying to find the dimension kind of like the confidant i don't know if you guys remember four years ago you know Mm -hmm. we called it smart dimensions for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. to try to direct attention to the fact that we were not this tall uh or thin moleskin-esque format or just a standard you know a5 or letter uh proportion but we were something different right and so with the tote we did a similar thing where we tried to create a bag that felt like it had a lot of space, which it does' it's five liters of capacity, but doesn't look like it has a ton of space, and so we just tweaked it and tweaked it uh making it fatter and and taller and and the opposite until we finally landed on the design mm-hmm. that we like um, and it ended up being really cool we We carried around, and people dig it so again, we have smart dimensions. Um, You know, the cotton weave straps. The straps are so comfortable. Uh, And then we have the laptop ready pocket. I mean, all these things fit laptops. We have Mm -hmm. a secure access pocket in all three bags, actually, uh, which is a pocket that has a special zip um, on the inside of the messenger and tote bag walls. So you can put your phone and your keys and and no one can just reach in and grab it. Like, yeah, it requires you to unzip. And then at the uh, bottom inside of the backpack, we have another zip pocket that you could put same stuff, passport, mm-hmm. things like that. And there's no way anyone is is getting in there without uh, significant effort. So your stuff is really safe.
1: Yeah, I think that's important. I like that feature a lot. Um, so you just announced your first stretch goal. Uh, what's the new blue color called?
2: Uh, blue Slate.
1: Blue Slate. It's really pretty. I like that color. I did not see that coming, I have to say, because you went with your core you know your core colors to begin yeah. with what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what what's what's the <laughs> official plum color name
2: uh we have charcoal is the dark one and then we have fig mm-hmm. wine and blue fig slate. wine
1: okay fig wine so that's the official colors so what's uh what's the rest of the project look like for you guys do you have any more tricks up your
2: sleeve yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so right now we're at seventy-one G's. The stretch is a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Like I said, twenty-seven days to go. I, mm-hmm. if we get to a hundred thousand, yes, we are prepared to gotcha. um, you know reveal a couple cool things. You know, along the same lines of what we're already doing. Um, but I, re- you know, we take one day at a time over at Studio Pig. Yeah. We try not to get ahead of ourselves.
1: Yeah. Well, before we get into uh, the the question I want to ask and we'll we'll tease that for a second. I have one more comment on this project (laughs) is that is probably the best squire pin that I've ever seen. The one in fig wine that is just ridiculously good looking. Y'all did a great job on that one.
2: Oh, thank you. That's right. I got to get throw some credit to, I believe Adam and Jay for pressing that along to uh, create something special. So when we did the squire Kickstarter, we had a limited edition Confidant, which was the Kickstarter before it. And so Mm -hmm. these guys were like, hey, why don't we do, uh, for the bags, why don't we do the limited edition of the project before that, which is the Squire. Mm
0: -hmm. It's going to get real expensive for you next time. We had to do like a limited edition (laughs) set of three bags. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: So that's it. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you guys dig them. It it ended up being uh, a lot cooler than, than I thought it would be
1: yeah yeah well, it looks great all right so let's Thank take you. our first brace break mike and uh we'll uh we'll get ready to get down and dirty with joey caffone of Barry fig when we come back
0: was it a freudian slip when you said brace there for a second oh no did i yeah <laughs> i didn't hear let's that so to to brace. Yourselves. <laughs> brace, your, brace yourselves brace yourselves brace yourselves <laughs> oh, twitter brad after the break All right, this week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Pen Chalet. They have all of your favorite brands and all of the tools that you're looking for for your pen life. Whether you're looking for fountain pens, ballpoints, rollables, or pencils. Whether you're looking for carrying cases, pen holders, refills, or converters, Pen Chalet have got it. They back this all up with fast and reliable customer service. They run special discounts twice a month. And they have just a bunch of amazing stuff that you're going to love. They have free shipping on orders of 50 bucks in the United States. They also sell internationally with great shipping rates as well. Penshale has low prices on high quality pens and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You want to get yourself over to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PenAddict and you'll get access to two things. You'll get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet and also access to our special offers this week. So I spoke to Ron at Pen Chalet over the weekend and he told me that uh, he's looking, they're doing a bit of a spring clean over at Pen Chalet right now. So there's a whole host of offers this week um, which have prices that are exclusive to Pen Addict listeners. So. Go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click that podcast link, enter the password penaddict, and take a look through their amazing set of offers because I'm sure you're going to find something you like. Is there anything in there, Brad, that's catching your eye this week?
1: Well, number one, the list is gigantic. It's yes, a lot huge. of pens. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of things to scroll through. The thing that caught my eye immediately is the Parker Premiere. So I reviewed a similar Parker last year with a steel nib that ran about $280.00. Um, these are even better looking, have gold nibs, and are much cheaper than the dollar figure that just came out of my mouth. So that is quite interesting uh, from Ron that these are available at that price. So definitely go, go check them out.
0: Thank you to A for the continued support of this show and Relay FM.
1: All right, Joey, you ready for me?
0: Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't
1: want to uh, make two crazy of a deal about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that, you know, I latch on to the manufacturing aspects of things. And one of the things I've noticed with Baron Fig since the beginning is you have a habit of being indirect about country of manufacture for your products. So the question that I heard on the raceable product on the raceable podcast last week was just a simple where these bags made. And your response was essentially, well, let me answer it this way. And then you gave, you know, the, the response that you have on your FAQ, which let me read that real quick. So it says, where do you make your products? Excellent question, which I can tell you wrote that one, right? (laughs) 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 So the Squire Guardian Manifesto are all made in the USA. The Confident Vanguard Archer and accessories and refills are made in Taiwan, China, Portugal and Germany mosaic and spark are made in the usa all of our products are designed in new york city so my question is this why is well written (laughs) excellent question so why is it from i guess your perspective or baron fig's perspective why is it a challenge to be very direct when you receive a question on country of manufacture
2: that's a good question (laughs) excellent question my (laughs) friend No, i'm gonna hear that every time i say it <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh i have all the answers for you all right today um and i will uh kind of hit them one at a time starting with okay. the one from last week i guess so last week you tweeted uh Joey Kephone's answer about manufacturing was the worst mm-hmm. answer I've ever heard in my life, or something like that. Yes, uh, and I totally agree. I'm, I was bummed that you didn't <laughs> just come to me and be like, "Dude, I, that sucked." That's 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 my mistake. That's what I yeah, apologize no, I I for. That I was
1: feel, really yeah. terrible. So it was. It, I was literally folding laundry while mm-hmm. I heard that, and I like lifted my head up. I was like, "What did I just hear?" <laughs> then the. Absolute Ugh. wrong thing is to go. I should tweet this, so that was a huge <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a huge yeah. m- huge mistake on my part, so i again i I totally apologize for doing that because it turned into you know an s storm of epic proportions, and it was totally right. my fault, so right. again it was I, a I'm good sorry time. yeah, it was a good time <laughs> totally
2: so i right, I so learned so. a lesson as well uh on Andy's podcast last week um and that is definitely do not go on a podcast. If you're extremely tired, uh, (laughs) like it it was, it was bad. Like my answer was, "You're right." I I listened to it and I was like, "Damn, that sounded terrible, man." That sounded like, like I was trying to avoid it or hide hide an answer, and that's Mm -hmm. not the case. It's really just, uh, I'm not the production guy. Jay is, and Mm -hmm. you know, it was me and Adam, not Jay, there to kind of like look to for for the status, Uh, and also combined with a fear of copycats. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in our lifetime here, uh, Baron Fig's short uh, life so far, we have had just way too many people copying our stuff, um, and it's it's made us a little paranoid. And I'd like to think that the paranoia is mostly um, with good reason. And we've seen cloth-bound notebooks pop up everywhere, yellow bookmarks, books in boxes, box design almost identical. Uh, and it's it's made us extremely protective of our information and mm-hmm. we try to avoid it for sure and, mm-hmm. and you know I, I'm pretty open with that um, at the time though last week we, we really didn't know where we were making the goods we had priced it out uh, at several places to make sure that the price we were giving the customer was correct mm-hmm. that was accurate and then we continued to price because uh, you know that the Kickstarters. Thir- this one was 35 days long, uh, and there's a ton of work to do during that time. To, you know, optimize production, prep for it, stuff like that, shipping, uh, logistics, mm-hmm. things. So anyway, uh, at the time, I don't know, it was a couple days into the Kickstarter, and we weren't sure yet, um, you know, if people were digging them. But now we know for sure, and so we're with the quantities that we've gotten, essentially the pre-orders through Kickstarter. We are. Definitely going um, with Vietnam mm-hmm. where they can handle the higher quantities that we need. Mm-hmm. And that was it. At the yeah. time, it was still kind of a crapshoot whether we'd be doing low quantities or if, honestly, if it would be an enduring product line, you know, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And
1: see, and I think that's great that, you know, you have a choice and it's Vietnam. And I'm not one of those people that actually cares where it's made. Like, you know, I have all kinds of goods I use from all over the world, and it's not a concern for me. What concerns me is, do I get a good product? And if they and I'm sure that's your concern too, and I'm Absolutely. sure you're gonna, you'll ensure that no matter where the bag's made, you know, anywhere around the world. So it just seemed that you know, I I recalled this happened with the confidant when it came out. You know, where is it made? And it was a challenge to get an answer for. Um, yeah. I think it's a little bit strange if I can be honest with you that you say Germany's one of your country of manufacture when it, you're buying Schmidt refills, which are the best in the world for what you do, but that's not really where the pin's made. <laughs> it's like a it's like an add-on country for like a refill. Like we don't talk about, you know, do we? Our threads from Italy, so our bag is partially made in Italy. It kind of doesn't work that way. So I, I just notice all kinds of weird things, yeah, like no, that. Totally. It seems it seems to be like a very difficult thing for you guys to do. I understand the copycat aspect of it. But that doesn't really, I, I understand that from a manufacturing perspective, but that doesn't stop anyone from buying a product and sending it to any factory in the world once it's made. So I think a general country name is A-OK for any product or project that you have. Um, but that's that's just me. And, but that's why I don't come out firing to anyone saying, well, tell me where it's made. Right. But... I end up getting asked that and I say, okay, I will ask. And then, you know, to have a, you know, I think a, a, an indirect answer like last week, when there's been several instances of that previously, I think is just kind of a culmination of me going, what is going on here? And why can't we just have a simple direct answer? Because no one in the end, no one cares where it's made. Right. I, right. I, I mean, firmly believe on. that.
2: Yeah, we're on laptops and phones, and everything yeah. is you know made from all over the place. Yeah,
1: but people want to be able to buy into a company all the way, and when right. there's a when there's a question about that that can't be what you would think is a straightforward question, and it's not answered in a straightforward man- forward manner, you kind of go, "Huh, what's going? Am I missing something? What's going on here?" So anyway, that was right. that was kind of my thought process. That's why. I think-
2: Go ahead. I think it was was I forget if it was you or someone else who asked the question. You know, where do you make the products? And so I wrote the uh, the FAQ to include that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the Squire Guardian Manifesto in the USA, etc., right. etc. And we include Germany because we sell the Squire refill separately, so it's mm-hmm. like a separate skew. And so we mm-hmm. thought, why not just give information on sure. that particular item. Sure. Uh, but yeah, the squire, the body, yeah. you know, assembled everything is the United States. Yeah. Um which and is it pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and
1: it wouldn't hurt to have it on the the product page instead of having people to have to hunt it down, but that's just me.
2: Yeah, I think I mean <laughs> then I think that's just a matter of opinion. Yes. It's just yes. like, you know, as long we'll, as we got it somewhere.
1: Yeah, we'll go we'll go we'll go with that.
2: Yeah. Um so
1: can I are you okay if I ask? And I'm actually fine with you saying no with this because this is something that we could take off, uh, take offline, and you know we could ref- refer to it later. But I, I had a little bit of concern when you said when you launched the Kickstarter project and you didn't, you weren't for sure where you were going to manufacture that. Did that cross your mind when y'all started this project? Like, I, it, clearly, it doesn't seem to be a thing. I'm the only one that thinks it's a thing, but that struck me as a very, very odd decision.
2: Uh, yeah, I could see, I could see how you would be like, whoa, wait, you don't even know, but I think mm-hmm. it's probably a you know, no offense, but probably a misinterpretation mm-hmm. slash on my end, maybe a misdelivery of information. So basically mm-hmm. not only did we know where we could make the bags, we had multiple options, right? Multiple right. manufacturers ready to go, right? uh, and then it was just like, once we have that in place and we're like, okay, cool. We, without a doubt, can make these bags. Now let's get on with funding the project as we move mm-hmm. forward with uh, exploring the manufacturers and having individual conversations to really essentially like, it's almost like the manufacturers are fighting for the work, right? You know, right. who wouldn't want to make like, you know, a, a ton of products, you know, very right, simple right. goods and, and ship it out. Uh, so yeah, not only, I mean, I think I tweeted it, but my answer was like, generally, not only do we know where we're, we're, we're going to make them, mm-hmm. we have multiple options, just a matter yeah. of choosing. So
1: I think that was my, um, I don't know. What's the opposite of rose colored glasses? <laughs> I was, that was me, my, me being unnecessarily skeptical once I got off kilter there, because I think if you were... You were way, 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 way further down the line than, you know, like I realized as far as choosing the manufacturer, which I assumedly you have right. to be to have like locked in pricing like that to, to go, which actually now makes complete sense. Have um, faith, my man. I know, right? <laughs> I know. So, um, so, yeah, I mean. I, I think I'm ready to put a bow in this, and uh, I again, you know, I can't apologize enough for my Twitter actions. They were certainly unfair to you, uh, and the team, and uh, unbecoming of me, and not like how I, I like to act and portray myself. So uh, it was a miss all the way around for me, and I appreciate you clarifying uh, your your stance on everything.
2: I hear you, man. I appreciate I appreciate that, and having me come talk live when you know who knows what the hell I could say. <laughs> so I, got, I got to give you props for doing that.
1: Oh, no, nope, no problem. And uh, you know, it was uh it was definitely something that needed to be done because I th- the only thing that I I do regret that people felt I was attacking you because I own a company that's a competitor and that couldn't be further from the truth. I can't avoid that comparison because it's a fact that I own a company that makes paper and bags, but that was (laughs) not where that came from, even remotely. If anything, I'm a champion of everyone in this business that we love and stationary as a whole worldwide. And I want to prop up as many people as I can. So coming at it from a competitor's perspective never even remotely crossed my mind. Yeah, so that, that uh, I, I hope you don't think that's bit. the case. Yeah. That's uh, it, that's it's one of those things where I have many outlets, right? So I can't if I have to question a vendor for the blog or the podcast, well I can't say, "Well, I'm going to turn off my knock relationship today," right? right so I understand. It's a part but, of
2: who you are and how you think.
1: But I also want to have to understand that perception is a real thing. And you know, if I can, I need to think about uh, things before I say them sometimes to not make, to not make, give people these ideas, which are valid, even though it never crossed my mind till way after. So, yeah. All right. Without out of the way, without out of the way, I want to, I want to press you on even more questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, How's that sound? (laughs) Let's do it. All right. So, there was you uh, stirred up a bunch of news late last year when you said we're going to do subscriptions now and we're not just doing subscriptions we're subscribing to all the things so Hell tell us yes. your, <laughs> so tell <laughs> us your thought process we haven't gotten to talk to you since that launch so um oh man you know really? and yep. yeah we haven't we haven't um we've talked about you <laughs> since a then, bunch you know trying <laughs> trying to figure out trying to figure out what's what's going on and then all the products being released. So we've talked about it a bunch. So tell us the idea of how subscriptions came around, number one. And number two, how do you feel they're going uh, as of today?
2: Yeah, so uh, subscriptions are are pretty cool. Uh, We actually did not uh, intend to to do that when we first started Baron Fig. We just were enjoying making limited editions. But we got scores of, of requests. You guys, you need to to make a subscription so that I can get these, uh, and guarantee them, you know, it's, et cetera, et cetera. So we were like, all right, cool, let's do it. And we had, you know, at the time we were like working on four, our four, um, limited edition products are the two notebooks, right? Hardcover, Confidant, softcover, Vanguard. And then we have the Squire pen and we have the Archer pencil. And those are what we had planned to do four limited editions a year. Uh, for each so 16 limited editions a year uh, and that's fun for us like <laughs> i think that's what we do best at parent fig and we were just having a conversation at the studio the other day and it's like it's one of our strengths is i think we can design the hell out of all sorts of things and come up with fun ideas and and keep churning these out and and uh you know hopefully people enjoy seeing the new things as much as we do mm. so uh due to popular request, like three years, two and a half years after we start Baron fig, we introduced subscriptions where you could subscribe to any one of those four products, or we have a super subscription where you get one of every edition and you save like an insane amount of cash and they just keep showing up. Uh, and so far it's been going great. It launched, I think in November, so seven months or so, Mm -hmm. um, and the 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 subscriber count is only going up that it's not dropping uh which is nice knock on wood uh anybody out there listening you know feel free to subscribe and um i i i love it actually i think it's just a fun fun aspect of Baron fig that it breathes constant life into our goods and and what we do and and it also um Provides a way for people to kind of get tickled, you know, surprises in their mailbox that didn't even mm. know were coming. Things like that.
1: So how did the SKU work out for you?
2: Wow, Askew. <laughs> super, super uh, controversial. And yeah. also, before I forget, we only have uh, a bit left. So if anyone's looking to get the Askew, now's the chance. They're about to be sold out. Gotcha. Uh, SKU's cool. So designer, international phenom, Debbie Millman. Uh, Mm -hmm. decided that um, she wanted to do a notebook that was hand-drawn. And I like, you know, weird stuff. So I was like, let's Mm -hmm. do this. Uh, We released it. You know, through the whole time we're making this at the studio, we're like, wow, this is really cool. You know, not really thinking maybe a little bit about, oh, I wonder, you know, how effective it is Mm. in general. But, you know, it's clearly a notebook that you can use. So for those who don't know, the Askew is... um, sort of a classic notebook with the blue lines and the red margin on the left. And I think about eighty-five percent of the notebook is the the whole notebook's hand drawn. Eighty five percent is sort of like basic pages, just you can tell it's hand drawn and they have mm-hmm. variation. It's all, you know, original artwork. And then fifteen percent of the book is crazy. It's you know, askew where mm-hmm. it's just totally wild. You turn the page and All of a sudden, all the blue lines are, like, twisted into a knot. (laughs) Super funky design. And we released it. People loved it. People hated it. Uh, You know, it was written about. Um, Surprisingly, we got zero hate mail.
1: Oh, okay, good.
2: Yeah, not one subscriber emailed. And and I'd tell you if there was. Not one subscriber said, this is ridiculous. You know, send me a regular (laughs) notebook. And I I thought maybe one or two people would, considering the number of subscribers. Mike's uh,
1: email must have bounced. I guess I'm not a subscriber, <laughs> right? <There you laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: I remember. I remember Mike. I uh, was listening to uh, your. Thoughts well, yeah.
1: I mean, it's a divisive product, right? I absolutely yeah. adore it. I think it's the probably maybe the best thing you've ever done. But I understand right. that it's a not for everyone thing, which I think makes it perfect for this playground of subscriptions, right?
0: Yeah, like my right. my issue was mostly mostly theoretical and Mm -hmm. you know like the idea that like you subscribe to this product and you get a notebook that 15% of it you can't use but if you didn't get complaints from your subscribers and you didn't you know or the other thing is you didn't have like a a massive amount of people unsubscribing right like they might not they might have voted with their wallet but again you would know that and I'm assuming you didn't then I don't think that my criticism stands right like so, like I said it at the time, people can go back and listen. Like the, the issue that I had was that you were kind of dropping a notebook on people that they can't necessarily use. But right. if people didn't have a problem with that, then the the criticism is moot, right? That, that's yes. my thing right. on it. Right.
2: The emails that we did get, and we saw it on Facebook too a lot, is people commented like two, three months later, and mm-hmm. sent emails two or three months later where they said something along the lines of, you know, this is skew. It was just really weird and I didn't really like it at first, but I started using it and I love it so much I bought more because I don't want to run out. That's, yeah, that's no, pretty I, great. I
1: think it's great. Yeah. All right. So I want to put on my businessman hat for a Fitness second. Business time. Business <laughs> time. Um. So I look at the subscription offerings, right? They're limited edition. And then I compare that to what you've released so far and notice that really nothing sold out except for the Alphabet Squire, which was absolutely killer. That was a great product. Thanks. So I guess tell me why someone should choose to subscribe. When they can just go to the site and purchase everything you've released so far, essentially.
2: Yes. Okay. So maybe you guys can help me out with this actually, because mm-hmm. what the story the the story that the site is telling is not the mm-hmm. whole story. Okay. So we uh, this is actually our new version website came out uh, in April, so mm-hmm. two months ago, and we all of the products are not on it. So. Mm-hmm. I know you sent over notes before the show, and I made a mm-hmm. list of all the limited editions we did. So mm-hmm. we have done over twenty limited editions, and they've mm-hmm. sold out uh, compared to the few that are on the site now. So okay. I'm just going rum- yeah, to read off this since, list
1: since you launched the subscription service, not things like juggler and, and other things like that. Right? I'm talking well, about just we haven't changed,
2: stuff. like you know, uh, we haven't changed our strategy of. I guess quantity or anything like we're still moving at the same thing. So nothing really has changed. Uh, So the ones that, that are gone three legged juggler with the poem Mm -hmm. in the box, the maker confidant uh, work play number one with Jen Musari, the light bulb, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. uh, explorer, the time travel, the river path, grass, the Mm -hmm. seer, the MailChimp collaboration, the maker apprentice, uh, Mm -hmm. the product hunt collaboration, and the Alphabet. So those are all the ones that are gone.
1: Right. Uh, Only one of those has been since the subscription launch, and that's the Alphabet. None right. of the other ones are... Right. You're, none of the other ones are you asking people to subscribe to, right? You said, hey, these are limited at the time. Come get them. When they're gone, they're right. gone. Now you're saying subscribe, but everything I could have subscribed to minus one SKU is currently available for me to put in my shopping cart. So I'm yeah. just wondering you know, is that how is that gonna change in the future? What is the impetus for people to subscribe? So basically I'm telling you just tell me something awesome that's coming that's gonna blow out.
2: You mean like what's coming down the line?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know you won't tell me, but I figured Dude, I'd have to ask.
2: I I am so excited for what we have lined mm-hmm. up. I feel like every cycle we destroy the cycle before it. Like, Metamorphosis Mm -hmm. is a gorgeous, gorgeous book. Chandler did an Mm -hmm. amazing job making it. Uh, And I am even more excited. Like, I think there's better ones in the queue right now Mm -hmm. that uh, absolutely blow me away. So the reason, uh, there's so (laughs) so much good stuff here. The reason that you should subscribe is because you get it first and you get it at a discount, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you dig Mm -hmm. our books, like, it's straight up, we provide... You know, Straight
1: uh, up saving money. Uh,
2: yeah, saving cash, money, man, and uh, you know who doesn't want to do that? If you're into our goods, you know you save like a, a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you save like 25 on you know the top tier subscription mm-hmm. level. So it's it's quite a it's quite a good amount of cash. Um, also, in terms of them being available on the site, I you know, Adam and I have this conversation pretty regularly. Where Adam feels like you know in order for it to feel limited right? And this is all perception mm-hmm. that it should go away relatively quickly. Right, And I feel like it should stick around for a while. I feel mm-hmm. like a, a limited edition should be around for six to nine months, okay. uh, which, which gives people a good amount of time to check it out. I mean, we've worked, you know, we bust our butt to make the design and, and right. to put our heart into it. And man, for it to disappear in three months is heartbreaking. And then to get emails and emails and emails, emails about when is it coming back and it's like it is not coming back it is not it never will i think that is excellent perspective i think
1: that's excellent perspective like i'm on adam's side of the ledger right and these are the conversations you have as a business you have partners in your business you sit down you know you have ideas you figure out what's going to work best for you you know i would be in adam's camp But since you've said that out loud, put your perspective in there. That makes complete sense. You know, let's make this project, project, or product available for a six and nine month timeframe instead of a three month timeframe, and build towards that. I think that's really good perspective that you haven't laid out before, and I like that.
2: In the grand scheme of things, you know, six to nine months feels long when you're just watching it sit on the site. But Mm -hmm. then once it's gone, it's gone. I mean, a three-legged juggler. Was you know two and a half years ago or something like that, and we still get emails, yeah, about you know how do I get one, and so like I I just feel like they should live a little bit longer, mm. and it's fun to see all the different options, you know. I don't want to make the website stark, like sure you know, two two plain notebooks and one limited edition it doesn't excite me,
1: right, right, all right. So let me get one last question in on these subscriptions, I chose to. Uh, do the Archer subscription because I thought it was pretty neat. I'm into pencils and I'm into the different things. Um, I actually gave the Squire subscription like the most grief. I was like, why would anyone want to do that? Then it finally hit me. Why? Um, Because like we talk about Retro 51 and I'm thinking, well, I should have subscribed to that one too. (laughs) But anyway, the I held off on the first batch of Archer pencils because I subscribed and the snakes and ladders came in and I felt they were a little lacking and I read other reviews around the internet. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to discuss any issues you guys had with those pencils because I felt it was kind of rampant. And when I say rampant, I understand that, you know, people on the internet are like the 1% of people (laughs) buying the product, Right. right? I I know that's not the majority. So was there any quality issues you had with those pencils going out into the wild?
2: I think there was not a quality issue, but a uh, consistency or expectations Mm -hmm. issue. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, we have the standard Archer pencil. Um, for those, you don't know, it just comes in a tube of, uh, 12, they're charcoal and they're fantastic. We have a ton of positive feedback on them. Right. I think like for a pencil, uh, you know, knock on wood. I'm a huge fan of knocking on wood, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we hit it out of the park, like right on the right out of the gate with that, insert. Yep, and sort of like a, a full use uh, all around pencil, which you know I couldn't be happier about. So then we're like, okay, we we waited a while before we started limited edition production because we weren't sure if that would be a product people were interested in. So it turns mm-hmm. out people are; they totally dig them. Uh, so we went back and we started making, you know, designing new limited editions and uh, pr- producing pencils and apparently you know I'm again I'm not the pencil expert mm-hmm. we actually both of us do know the, who the pencil expert is and, <laughs> and so long story short they the pencils came out softer than um, the archer the archer sort mm-hmm. of sort of like an F pencil the mm-hmm. The um, Snakes and Ladders is kind of like a B, a 2B, something like Mm -hmm. that. So, uh, again, for those that don't know, the B scale, the higher the B, the softer. And uh, Mm -hmm. F is sort of in the middle. And then H is, the higher the H, the harder it is, but also the lighter it is. And Bs, Mm -hmm. being softer, uh, are darker because more graphite is uh, coming off the pencil. So, the Snakes and Ladders was just softer, and it actually went more a little bit into the territory of like uh, drawing rather than just writing as using a pencil for writing. And so when we received the pencils, you know, I used them, Chandler and the other designer used them. And we totally were into it because we draw in our notebooks all the time. you we were like, oh, wow, it's slightly softer. I can go darker and I can create more, you know, gradated shades and whatnot. Uh, but... What we didn't think about was, hey, you know, if it's slightly softer and that you don't draw or, you know, this is the thing that's important to you, um, you know, uh, is it is it going to be an issue? And so we, we tested a bunch and we handed them out and the majority of people ha- did not even notice. Like Chandler mm-hmm. and I, you know, having gone to art school, it was like a, a very obvious to us. You know, we know the difference between a 1B, 2B, 3B, you know, all that stuff. Uh, so we found that most people thought it was totally fine and so we said okay you know we'll release them if there's any issue um we'll address it completely like we've always done in the past we've never had a problem with customer service because we thought this might be a cool part of the limited edition and i could see that if we had softer all of a sudden softer pencils for the standard edition where it changed that would be a no-go and like in the past where we the quality hasn't been what we wanted it. We have actually uh, not released products. We've actually not released several different products uh, mm-hmm. just because the quality wasn't where we wanted it. So it was safe to say, you know, to give it a shot. And uh, the vast majority of our customers totally dig it. And there just seems to be a small, you know, small but vocal few who notice the difference. Uh, but mm-hmm. again, Mike, you know, you mentioned you know, emails coming in. Um, the emails weren't, outrageous you know it wasn't a big deal uh it wasn't like this overwhelming thing and if there were mm-hmm. anyone didn't like it we just said keep them and and here's um here's a regular yeah. archer to go with it cool Whoa. so how do you Oh f- the most important part yeah yeah, yeah is yeah. we hear you and all the new archers are mm-hmm. now back to uh the standard hardness of these uh regular archer and <laughs> the limited editions that <laughs> are coming out are really cool <laughs> that was really my question. Cool. Like
1: Dude. Have you, you you've got it got it uh, oh, oh sorted for like the next it's run, yeah.
2: Totally. Yeah, it's 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 gone. I mean, we had issues with the confidant like, you know, a small issue with the confidant 3 years ago and we fixed it. Right. You right. know, you know what manufacturing is like. You, you have yep. to just work through it. But oh my god, the <laughs> limited editions that are coming out. I am so excited for. There is there is a pencil coming out this fall that i almost dream about every night that chandler (laughs) did and it is so cool that's all all i can say but oh my god
1: well good i'm glad i'm a an archer subscriber so i can't wait for that all right so we still have you know being the company that you are there's still more stuff to talk about so we want to hit one more sponsor real quick we're going to get into some new products you just launched and we're also going to talk a little about uh, about digital apps. So, uh what do we have uh this week, Mike?
0: Is this a new sponsor for us? It's a new sponsor for the Pen Addict. It's Away. Nice. Away believe that your luggage shouldn't cost more than your plane ticket, and that's why they make smart premium suitcases for under $300. Go to awaytravel.com Pen Addict, and you can brace. I can browse all of the ways suitcases. They're all made of premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, while still remaining lightweight. They offer four sizes of suitcase: They have the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, and the large, and they have nine colors that you can choose from. All of their suitcases feature a patent pending compression system, which is fantastic if you're an overpacker, and four 360-degree spinner wheels. All of their carry-ons are also compliant with major US airlines, while still maximizing the amount that you can pack in them. And I have, I have the smallest, I have the regular carry on and I'm able to put everything I need in there for like four day trips. Which I was really surprised about. I've always been a bit hesitant about carry-on bags, but Away sent me one of theirs, and it is fantastic. Like I check it and stuff, right? Like it is perfect size for like a small trip, like a, and, and I think it's fantastic as well as having the ability for me to stick all of my stuff in there. Like I can put a laptop in there. It's like a in the built into the compression system is an extra pocket where you can put all that stuff. It's really cool. They also have a removable washable laundry bag, which I like, so you're able to separate your clean clothes from your worn ones, and also the 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 machine it's machine washable and it's also um it has a zip on the top so you put your clothes in you zip it up when the trip's done you just put that into the suitcase again and then you've got everything nice and separated then when you get home you unzip it into the laundry basket excellent also right the thing that i have to mention about their carry-ons is they have a usb battery powered pack inside of them with with usb ports on the suitcase so with their two carry-on sizes, you get a battery-powered thing, right? You get a live battery, so you can power mm. all of your stuff. So if you have your iPhone, your iPad, whatever it is you want to do, you just stick it into the USB, charge it up. Every uh, Away carry-on case comes with one of these, and a single charge of that battery can charge your phone five times over. You will never be without power when you're traveling again, which is amazing. Away offer a lifetime guarantee on their products. If anything breaks, they'll fix it or replace it for life and they have a 100-day trial with a no-questions-asked return policy with free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the US. Travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone. To find out more, go to awaytravel.com slash penaddict and if you use the code penaddict to check out, you'll get a fantastic $20 off any of their suitcases. That is awaytravel.com slash penaddict and code penaddict for $20 off. Thank you so much to Away Way for the support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so I look on the site. I don't know if I got an email.
1: I don't think I did. According to your response when I put this in the show notes, but you launched the Mastermind and the Nomad. These are new paper products um, wait a
0: new baron a Fig. new product from baron Fick. i don't believe it <laughs> surprise <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, and i'm leaving out the pen sheath too that was that was that was snuck in there as well and i have one mm. of those here on my desk so why don't you oh, tell cool. us about these three new products
2: yeah so uh pen sheath is first product is um a simple sheath for your squire and uh, it just came out of, again, like, we say that our company runs on simplicity, usefulness, and community. And community's, it's amazing when when we emphasize it, how much response we get for that, you know, in terms of Twitter, feedback, and emails. And believe it or not, uh, a pen sheath or, like, a single thing to slip my pen in was the thing mm-hmm. that we got uh, so many requests for. So on a whim we decided you know it's not that difficult um you know we we spent a lot of time designing it i think jay ended up uh designing the final thing that you see there Mm -hmm. and uh we put it out there and people totally dig it and it's a fun product and i i have one myself and i surprisingly love it it just feels uh so fun in my pocket it's kind of like um you know i grab my pen sheath and i grab my wallet and i head out so that's cool and we got the Mastermind and the Nomad. You guys have good eyes. So these are totally <laughs> new. We just put them on the site. It didn't say anything. Uh, we will at some point. But the Kickstarter has just been so crazy that we haven't had time to, to bring anyone's attention to it. Uh, so the Mastermind is a desk pad. It is a large format um, pad that has tear-off sheets that you does, it's designed to put underneath your keyboard, right? Just kind of mm-hmm. like those... Um, We don't see them that much anymore. But remember back in the day, like my grandpa had the big calendar underneath his uh, typewriter, actually. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, there was very little to do with actually what was in the dates and more like just notes and scribbles. And I thought, you know, that would be cool if we bring that back minus the calendar and and just have a nice big pad that you can access on the fly. Uh, And so we made the mastermind, which is a 12 by eight, it's got uh, 70 sheets and it's dot grid. Uh, and you tear the sheets off and you use them. And people have been digging them uh, way more than expected. Mm-hmm. And it turns out uh, we got the same enthusiastic response for the Nomad, which is our uh, sticky pads. And, uh, you know, I write all the, <laughs> I write the majority of the copy on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chandler writes some too. The Nomad is described as here a note, there a note, everywhere a note. <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's gotta, gotta have fun uh and, and these are just dot grid sticky notes uh three by three inches um you get 70 sheets per pad three pads so it's a pre- it's a pretty good amount mm-hmm. um and the cool back the little cool thing about the nomad is that um it, it's it's difficult because we ship everything so it, our, our, we're like totally an e commerce company. Uh, so. You know, shipping a tiny little thing is a little bit difficult for us, but what's cool is mm-hmm. we pass on, like, insane savings if you get three packs. So you save 40%, and they're, like, 14 bucks for nine pads. I don't even know. A zillion yeah. sheets. <laughs> uh,
1: so that that's actually what's held a knockback from doing something like the Mastermind. We love the format. Jeff's been on me to make a desk pad for years, but I was like, how do I ship the thing? It's going to be way too uh, big to be so any difficult. kind of reasonable thing. So... Uh, hopefully, y'all, y'all have got that on lockdown. Obviously, you do if you've, you're pushing this out there because it's, it's an awesome product. But actually, both of those, the Mastermind and the Nomad, are super useful products and uh, things I like to see you know out in the wild. I think they're great.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: All right. So, you also do an app called Codex, which Matt, uh, Mike and I have talked about before, and we really like the idea of it. And the thing I learned after the fact was that Adam essentially took like a year off to go learn how to program this app himself. Is that is that accurate? Is that how that happened?
2: That is correct. Adam yeah. went to code school, and it was actually huh. a self-teaching code school, not even your standard type where uh, you, mm-hmm. you attend classes. They sort of uh, give you a place to work in a curriculum, and you teach yourself. Uh, and, and Adam did that, and I think you know, he's listening probably. Correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> via Slack. But I think he did it in four months. Oh, wow. Uh, he did the whole thing. He came back and he was like, "Yeah, I think I think uh, I'm ready." And he spent the next uh, you know four to six months building Codex from zero to what you see now.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, that boggles was my purpose. mind. Major props, yeah. Adam. Mate, good job. He Adam, just slacked me four
2: point five months. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that was that's. Uh, it's very very polished. Um, what's tell if anyone's not familiar with Kodak's? Can you give them a quick rundown on what they can expect?
2: Yeah, sure. So I I I use a lot of notebooks, believe it or not, and these things pile up on my desk. I've got like eight to ten of them now since we started, full of notes. And you know, as we go forward in time, they collect. And finding a note is ridiculously difficult, right? You have to. I like literally sit there and flip through pages and pages. And so we thought, hey, what if we could hashtag our notebooks? And so essentially Mm -hmm. Codex is, in a nutshell, uh, a a way to hashtag your notebooks. And why is that cool? That's cool because every other app, um, you take a picture and then you put a page into a folder, right? And so Mm -hmm. when you do that, you have to make a decision at that moment of what is on that page. But what if, like, I have a page in front of me right now that has limited editions and has a uh, thumbnail for the website, right? And so, what do I? What folder do I put it in? Limited editions or website for this page? So instead, mm. with Codex, you do hashtag limited editions, hashtag website, and you can index it in any way you want. And so, your stuff is like very, very flexible. And that's the that's essentially the thesis statement and the idea behind Codex. Well, I
1: think it's really cool. It's something I need to dig into a little more. That's one of those apps that I see the value in and then I download them and I never like totally dig into to get all the features in. But I love how that one's set up. And um, that's definitely something I want to want to look at using. Thanks. All right. So I'm not going to let you out of here with asking without asking the one question you probably get a lot. um, And it's one I get a lot or see in comments and feedback. And it's the Baron Fig, just marketing as a whole, um, we get a lot of, is Baron Fig more of a style over substance um, company? And I feel like I know the answer to that being a customer of yours, that the substance being the products you sell are outstanding. But sometimes the marketing is laid on a little bit thick and that turns a lot of people off. So how do you handle those questions or that type of pushback?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent question. Excellent question. <laughs> uh, I, I like to design what I want to see in the world, right? And mm-hmm. that is products and that's also presentation. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, essentially our, our substance and our marketing. Uh, and in terms of substance, like I, I think any customer knows that our products are definitely high quality. Like for our Confidant notebook, for example, we ship that notebook for uh, 18 bucks to your door, which is like, uh, you know, several dollars, probably about 20% less than uh, moleskin, mm-hmm. And we do it at a lower price with higher quality materials. The, mm-hmm. Every inch of our notebook is just better quality. Agree. Uh, so there's no oh, doubt. <laughs> And if you you know, you know look at our Guardian, right, our leather case is 85 bucks. A comparable mm-hmm. leather case from a guy like Shinola I think is 110 $120 for a real leather case. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, our leather case is Horween leather from Chicago and it's made in America. So it's not mm-hmm. like you're getting, you know, from somewhere else. It's not like we're pulling a fast one on you. It's the same right. thing. And so our goal is to create products we want to use at a price we would actually pay for, mm-hmm. right? So even though we saw that we could probably sell a leather case for hundred twenty bucks, it just didn't feel right. So it's eighty five dollar case, and that feels it's, that's sensible for what you're getting. We feel right. good about that. And same thing with our uh, our confident notebook. And in terms of marketing, I I like when there's a story behind stuff. I mean, I th- I'm not sure if you guys know. Uh, I can't remember if we discussed it like a year ago or something, but I went to school for literature and philosophy, right? And right, then, right.
1: I, I do recall that.
2: Yeah. And so like I essentially studied like, you know, the greatest minds that ever lived and like all their ideas and and read the best books, you know, in the last like couple thousand years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, And so like narrative is a huge part of who I am, right? And ideas are a huge part of who I am. And in going to design school yeah, afterwards, you know, I, I think that I was successful in doing that because I infused my design with substance, with narrative and with ideas. And, and it made you think or it made you laugh or, or I, at the very least I had an opinion about something, right? right? And so our products are the same. Our marketing is the same, right? You know, our, we make tools for thinkers. That's certainly a stance and I think it's a sensible one. Uh, And then you can see, like, our latest limited edition, I think, was uh, Metamorphosis, right? The limited edition confidant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the marketing says, big leaps start with small steps. Great ideas don't materialize all at once, but rather as a series of thoughts that come together to create something bigger. And Metamorphosis reminds us to start small and keep going, right? So it's a small, essentially a thesis statement that kind of guides the design uh, and the presentation. And then we have a Van Gogh quote that said... uh, Great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Uh, And that gets me excited. Like, I want to see that. And it's the same thing with all of our products and our campaigns. I I just, I couldn't, um, I don't get excited shopping on Amazon where there's no presentation, where there's no Mm -hmm. effort, where there's no, you know, for me, there doesn't seem to be a soul or a human being that, that crafted that, uh, that product with, like, intent. And so mm-hmm. that's why we we speak the way we do and, and you know, we market the way we do. It, it most certainly comes from um, an honest, genuine place.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's pretty clear that it's working. Um, you guys continue to grow. You continue to... Evolve, develop. You're hiring more people. There's, it's actually more than you and Adam now. Um, right. you know, give a shout out to any, any of your employees that you want because I know they're, they're working it as well.
2: Yeah. Um, all those guys. Yeah. I'll give them a shout out for sure. There's Jay, there's Sam, Chandler, Andy, and we even have intern Matt. What's up?
1: All right. Look at you. So did you envision this four or five years ago <laughs> that you're, that you're now somebody's boss?
2: uh no that i mean that that last part probably the worst right worst <laughs> aspect i mean i don't i don't <laughs> it, it does it's no fun doing that part of it yeah
1: yeah no. all right well you're awesome i appreciate the openness and honesty um and of you coming on and um you know best of luck in everything you have going because i'm sure we'll hear about something tomorrow right what's dropping tomorrow
2: uh what is tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow's <laughs> thursday but we do have something on tuesday coming okay and we'll keep oh up. actually i guess i can tell you what it is uh at least a little bit it is right. our second limited edition squire pen
0: Ooh. oh
1: damn okay so yeah we'll be ready for that we'll be talking about that next week without question because awesome. i think i might i might have to jump on that subscription bandwagon because i like the alphabet one so much Work. All right, Joey. Well, thank you for coming on. Tell everyone, if they don't already know already, where they can find you online and check out your awesome goods.
2: Yes. So thanks for having me. Also, Brad, thank you for, uh, you know, keeping us in check, right? Critics are <laughs> critics are there for a reason. They do serve a purpose, right? It's kind of like right. uh, checks and balances. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah, you can find us at baronfig.com, B-A-R-O-N. F-I-G, like the fruit. And uh, you could follow me online if you could find me, but I'd rather you just check out Baron Fig. There you go.
1: <laughs> All right, bud. Well, we're going to let you go. Um, All right. We have a couple things to recap for the Chicago show, but uh, you were awesome. And uh, thanks for doing this. And it, hopefully it won't be so long next time. It uh, Y'all move so fast. We need to get you on here uh, sooner. To talk about everything that's going on.
2: Cool. Yeah, man. I got a fancy new mic now. Mm, nice. uh, I'm ready Sounds for a it good thank you so much
1: alright <laughs> we'll take care and we'll talk to you later
2: alright guys have a good one Bye-bye. All right, bye
1: bye alright YouTube, bye alright man uh, that was great thank you Joey
2: yeah Joey was fantastic
0: so
1: one thing I wanted to do this week Mike um, and it just came about all of a sudden and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention something before giving it a, a, a proper uh, coverage next week mm-hmm. is our good friend Susan Worth passed away yesterday afternoon mhm and I'm already getting choked up talking about this because it it was sudden. I mean, she she had a fall, and due to complications from the fall, she passed away yesterday afternoon. I started getting phone calls and texts. Um, I talked to her, her friend John, her companion, who you all know from shows. Um, he's just devastated. Um, my friends are devastated that have known Lisa for, I mean, that like Lisa Vaness that have known Susan for a lot longer. Than I have, and it was a really tough afternoon yesterday. It's been a tough morning this morning. I've gone back, and people are starting to link and share all the things um, that Susan meant to them, linking pictures on Instagram and videos. And I went back and watched, you know, one of the videos we recorded at the Chicago Pin Show,
0: yeah, yeah, um,
1: this last year. And Susan just makes you smile, and to lose someone, you know that brings that out of other people and gives way more than she ever took in this world. It's uh kind of a devastating loss. I, I don't really have words to say. I didn't really plan on anything. I'd like to do something, you know, maybe next week where we can talk, tell some stories or things like that. But I just wanted to um, tell the world that I miss yeah. her. I miss her a lot already. And, um, you know, wanted to, you know, to just say that he there's a big hole in the community today and not having Susie at the next pin show I go to is going to be weird because she's never not been at a pin show I've been to. I mean, granted I've only been to maybe a dozen or so, but she's been there every time. And this time she's not, and that's not going to go well for me. Um, when I show up in Raleigh next month, um, I, I don't know what to expect yet. I'm still trying to get all my feelings in check Um, but it sucks. And I hate that she's gone from us too soon and too quickly without saying proper goodbyes, um, without buying her one more drink at the bar and hearing her stories, um, until the wee hours of the morning. So I just wanted to tell Susie, I love her and I miss her. And, um, there's definitely, uh, a hole that cannot be replaced, uh, that she's left behind, but, uh, she's made us better people and a better community for who she was and for that i'm just forever grateful
0: yeah for just some added context like susan has been uh at basically every pen show forever i think and uh, she she she's this pen salesperson right they they they, mm-hmm. they bring uh stuff to sell like vintage pens and and things like that but she's always also taught classes, you know, like calligraphy class classes and handwriting classes. Mm-hmm. And but but more than anything else, she is and was this undeniable character um, unlike mm-hmm. anybody that I've ever come into contact with. And she would walk into a room at the pen show and the whole uh, makeup of the room immediately changes as everybody was just, you know, kind of watching, like, where, what's she going to do? Where's she going to go? Mm-hmm. And she provided the three of us, me, you, and Jeff, with some absolutely unforgettable moments the first time we mm-hmm. met her yeah. um, that we still laugh about until now because she, she was effectively pen show royalty and, and kind of uh, what made that even better is I think that she kind of knew that um, mm-hmm. and would, and would <laughs> have fun with that and yeah. so she will be when when we're in dc and when we go to atlanta next year i completely agree with brad that there is an element of that show uh that we're going to lose now so so it's a real shame but she she seemed like someone who had an incredible life and enjoyed it you know like she seemed mm-hmm. to, to to get a lot of enjoyment out of out of her life so uh you know we can we can celebrate that and and commiserate her loss so uh yes. rest in so, peace,
1: Susan Worth. Rest in peace, Susie. And I think from now on, I mean, you know, it's it's hard these first few days, but it, it's gonna be nothing short of a celebration mm-hmm. um from here on out. Um once we get past the little our grieving stage. Um the the stories will never go away and uh Susie will never go away. Um yep. in, in all of our hearts. So uh I miss you, Susie. I love you and um rest in peace.
0: We're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about the Chicago Pen show in more detail next week. I have like a million items of follow up, but Brad just won't <laughs> stop booking guests. So we will hopefully get to those next week. I don't know. Are you gonna pick any fights in the next week? Which might no. be if we need a guest, real good. Are you gonna no. keep your mouth shut for now? Yeah, I all figure right. I've got like
1: a nine to twelve month window before my next foobar. So y'all hope right. to that. I'm gonna mark then, it down
0: uh, in my calendar then, I guess. All right. All right. <laughs> um, something to note about the uh, the Kickstarter campaign. I think I think that we've had the final video delivered to me and you. Um, mm-hmm. so we now just need to watch that. So keep keep your eye out because maybe before the next episode, uh, we'll send out something to to the Kickstarter backers to let them know. Uh, that the 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 video of the of episode two fifty three, the the live in Atlanta episode, may be done and and released to you. So keep keep your eye yep. on that inbox and. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that as as, uh, as things move along. You can find uh, the show notes for this week over at uh, relay.fm slash penaddict slash 256. Or really, you can probably just go to baronfig.com and, and you'll find everything that's in there anyway because <laughs> uh, it's, it's basically all that. Um, I want to take a moment to thank Joey again. He was a great sport. He's a great character. Yep. Um, we, love, we love talking to the guy and... and a, he was a he was a real stand up guy to come onto the show and and potentially absolutely. face the the wrath of a dowdy, but you know, like because no. he didn't know, I don't think he really knew what he was getting himself into today. So that well, is a that is a stand up guy right there to to come on the show and to to talk to us about everything. So we really absolutely. appreciate that. Definitely, thank you, Joey. Um, If you want to find Brad online, he's over at penaddict.com. He is penaddict on Instagram, and he is dowdyism on Twitter. You can go to knock.co for a selection of incredible products, which you should go check out. Uh, If you want to find me online, I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you to Pen Chalet and Away for their support this week. And uh, most of all, as always, thank you for checking out the Panadic podcast. If you enjoy the show, why don't you recommend it to a friend? There, There are hidden stationary people out there in the world. Maybe you can try and convert another one. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad.
1: Goodbye, Brad.